Hello and welcome to the 141st installment of the Synapse Misfire podcast. I'm your host, Chris, joined by our other host, Jordan. That's me, baby. That's him. And that's him. That's me. That's him. Jordan. Yes. This is, this is a show. Mm-hmm. And shows generally um, for, like, wide access are put on several different platforms, including this very show. Oh, okay. Yep. What are those platforms, Jordan? You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Breaker, Radio Public, Spotify, Pocket Cast, and the RSS feed, which is all linked below. And if you wish to contact us, please do. You can do so via email, synapsmusfire at pm.me. Send us your comments, your questions, your concerns, and most importantly, your death threats. There's also Instagram and TikTok linked below, which may by now be revitalized or maybe in the process of being revitalized. And YouTube comment section, and there's a Spotify Q&A, and there's plenty of other means. Just look in the description or show notes. Contact us. Send us something. Tell us what to do. We'll do it. Send us money. Money. Like, like, cash in an, in a box. A lot of cash in a box. To my house specifically. The, you'd have the, to. You'd have to give them the address. The USPS will not take notice of this at all. They will not find anything suspicious. No. They will not. They'll just think, oh, someone is giving a generous cash gift to this nice man. To Christopher, yep. And they won't think that it's anything, like, illegal. They won't seize this money and send police to my house. <laughs> Who is Christopher Synapse? Who the fuck is that? <laughs> Weird name on this guy. So, you know, uh, we, we, we've just gotten out of the, the hunch of not recording for 16 years. And then in the course of that 16 years, just being like, fuck, man. Yeah, we went from recording so many episodes in advance that we didn't record for four or five weeks to then being like, I don't want to record. <laughs> yeah. So, you know what? Now we're we're back on it. Yeah, we're feeling a bit re- a bit rejuvenated. We should be, the, the light is at the end of the tunnel, okay? We see where we want to get and how we can get there, and it kind of excites us. It gets me a little excited. The light where, you know, we have, uh, we have some things in the works, and I think I'm excited for there to be, like, a, a strong, a strong like, 2.0 on this show. Yes. And yes. we got to, you know, we got to bring it. We got to be, like, you know, on it Yeah. every week. Every week. But Jordan. What? Speaking of people who aren't on it, I didn't write really anything. So what else have you done other than go to PAX? I've played a lot of games, truthfully. I've been playing a lot of just stuff Which on the deck. Which ones, man? Just the stuff on the deck, brother. The stuff on the deck. <clears throat> He's playing the games on the Steam Deck. So I've just been playing on the Steam Deck. That's been like my main handheld my main console my main gaming machine for a long time now we all know this i've talked right. about it many times um but one of the games i played that was is probably most memorable that was actually a really fun time was i played the new spongebob game <laughs> okay it's it's titled spongebob square paints the cosmic drift or no cosmic shake that's what it's called right and basically the plot of this game is spongebob and patrick stumble across this this mermaid and she's like hey check out these antiquities i'm selling and they buy a wand like a bubble wand so they start blowing bubbles and little did they know 
there's some secrets with this bubble wand. It's a magic bubble wand. Mm-hmm. So they're making wishes. They're like, I wish Squidward was a bitch. And they, and they blow a bubble, right? And then nothing changed. And nothing changed, right? So they're like, oh, shit, it doesn't work. Okay. So then they're like, I, I wish I had a massive dick. So he blows the bubble, and then he has a massive dick. No, that doesn't happen. But they make a bunch of goofy a, uh, wishes. I see. Okay. And they basically destroy the fabric of reality in the process. It was kind of like a game that seemed to hop on the like multiverse trend at the time, okay. but it did it in its own way. And it's really cool how it splits it up. So basically, they blow some bubbles, and Patrick's like, I wish I could fly like a balloon, and then he turns into a balloon, and like some shit like that happens. So you're basically SpongeBob, and you have your partner in crime, Patrick. He's a balloon. And it's basically a action platformer, um, action adventure platformer, where you're working with this mermaid... And she's like, hey, you have to go to this realm and, and find your friend here and do this. And the, she's basically manipulating you into collecting jelly so she can, like, unleash her powers or some shit. But in the process, you're saving your friends. So, honestly, the favorite, my favorite thing about the game was it was just a nostalgia trip, pretty much. Like, it's very clearly designed for kids. It's very easy. You could probably, honestly, play it one-handed for the most part and be okay. Um, so I play a lot of games. Yeah, yeah, I kinda, especially those hentai ones. Especially games like... Um... Uh, fuck, nothing comes to mind. Um, fucking, what, what was that one? I was trying um, to think sexy of, like, Hitler. I was trying to think of, like, a game with, like, with, with, uh, several big, beefy men in it, but I just couldn't. Oh, <laughs> Gears of War. Yeah. I, uh, dude, remember that game that popped up on, like, the Steam new one trending, the, the, like, sexy Hitler one? Yeah. Or sexy Adolf? That yeah. shit just appears. That's scary that people even look at that. But anyway, um, yeah. Yeah, so it's, it's scary. <laughs> just like deleting it from the archives fuck 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 um it's a bit nostalgia trip so like you get like outfits throughout the game that are all tied to like past episodes like you get unga boonga spongebob the okay. fucking caveman one and it, it's funny you go through like a, a realm and he's speaking like he does in the episode so it it does a little cool stuff like that it was a really fun game fairly short i think i beat it in like 6.8 hours or something like that pretty short game um so i ended up beating that and it was just a good time dude the optimization on this game this is a SpongeBob game that I'm not even I'm not even hyperbolizing here. Made my Steam Deck not only the hottest it's ever run, close to 90 Celsius, and I've played it out on the porch in the sun playing Metro Exodus, mind you. But also the shortest battery life of any game I've ever played. SpongeBob, it's a fucking Bitcoin miner, bro. Honestly, honestly, <laughs> it could be. Like I will show you. Oh my god. I will show you. Remember the, uh, remember how on the Switch they released a cooking, cooking, mama. A cooking mama game that turns out it was a fucking Bitcoin miner? Yeah, yeah, that happened. So let me show you two games side by side, Chris. So here is a genuine in-game screenshot. It's hard to see, but you can get the point of the Callisto Protocol. Okay? Right. That's that looks, another game that I played in the Steam Deck. That looks good. Here's a genuine, let me see if I can find one, uh, screenshot of, <laughs> here we go, here we go. Here's a genuine screenshot in-game of the Spongebob game, right? You can see there's a clear disparity in, in graphics, right? Yeah, I guess you could say that. Right, like, you know, the cluster Patrol, it's a little bit more realistic, right? I would get, again, no hyperbole, I will fucking put screenshots up, like, I would get about an hour and a half on the Callisto Protocol. Right, okay. And about an hour on Spongebob. <laughs> on battery. Spongebob's no joke, And bro. my Steam Deck was cooler with with uh, Callisto Protocol than it was with Spongebob. 
That's fucking insane. So, but yeah, back to the point at hand, I guess it's badly optimized. Um, now, I will admit SpongeBob did run it like 60 FPS, but I had locked it at 40 because it was a little more stable and Callisto was locked at 30. So there's that. But again, look at the disparity in graphics. Um, the SpongeBob game is pretty funny though because uh, one of the things you can do is you glide and you use like the Krusty Krab pizza, as you can see. I see. And occasionally he'll say the line of a Krusty Krab pizza. Like that, or whatever. And it's yeah. pretty cool. Like little things like that. It was a, it was a so fun it's like time. A, it's like a greatest hits. Pretty much. It's like a greatest hits album. Pretty much, yeah. And it, it was a very good time. I recommend the game, especially if you get it on a uh, you know on a sale. So I bought the first one, the uh, Battle for Bikini Bottom, the one that was like from early 2000s. Yeah, like they the remade it. One. Yeah, so I ended up buying that on the Steam sale because <laughs> it went on sale for like seven bucks. And I was like, I had enough fun with this one that I'm going to give that one a go. Um, so it was a very good time. I recommend it. But uh, if you play it on Steam Deck, good luck with the battery life. It is just so poorly optimized, man. It's so bad. Fucking SpongeBob was too much for the Steam Deck. Dude, honestly. But um, in regards to Callisto Protocol, the reason I brought that up specifically was because I ended up playing that. I had right. bought it on launch day, and it, it didn't and it work, bad. and it was bad. I talked mad shit about it on the show. And I bought it on, uh, on the Steam Deck once I saw it was actually Steam Deck verified now. And... Uh, you know, it runs about as well as you could expect a modern AAA game to on the Steam Deck. It's 30 FPS with occasional dips into like 28 for brief moments. Like, right. It, it suits that game well enough because it's like Dead Space. It's very slow, over the shoulder, very uh, methodical movement animation and all that. So it's, it fits. It's not like it's a high octane like fucking Forza where you have to make these split second reactions and stuff. It's very slow. Um, the melee combat is kind of cool in the game. It's very simple. It's like left left stick left or right to dodge back to a block and then just hit with a heavy or light attack and like mitts and match. Mm. So it's very, very awesome from an animation standpoint. It does what I love in Red, that Red Dead 2 does where it's like the animation has a purpose for better or worse. Like in Red Dead, you don't just loot a building by going in and hitting a button and then like objects fly at you. Arthur opens every single draw, every single cabinet pulls out every individual item like things like that so for better or worse it does that and i really enjoy that personally i love the very realistic movements and animations like i i find that honestly just as important as um like general gameplay feel like if you have a really shoddy character i think it kind of adds like the 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 last like finishing detail um, yes because it's like a game can look great, but if it's janky, it's going to take people away from the game. Yeah, like, let's put it this way. Think about running up a set of stairs, Chris. I'm sure you probably haven't done that very recently. No, I, I'm sedentary. I don't move ever, actually. But if you think about someone booking you as fast as they can up a staircase, if you run up a staircase from a monster in this game, it looks like a person fleeing up a staircase. Like, heavy, you know, high strides in their step, like, trying to get up the stairs and actually make contact with the stair, not just glide up, like, a ramp, right? So, does that. If you go down the stairs fast, you can't just sprint down the stairs. The character will do, like, what I would do, which is, like, kind of turn sideways and go like this, down the stairs, like, leaning back so you don't lose your balance. Does that, like, flawlessly. If you're fighting on a staircase, they accommodate for, like, the height difference. It's not perfect in that sense, but it's good enough. It does all of that stuff very well. Or, like, even just little shit. Like, oh, you're crouching below a pipe. Instead of the character just shambling along, crouching, they'll actually, like, reach up and pull themselves around the pipe yeah. and shit like that. Yeah, it's and like it's, that, like I said, it's like that last 10%. Yeah, it's the last 10%, and it's so good. So it does that fucking beautifully. The actual gunplay, 
is pretty cool. I like the sound of the guns. They feel a little soft. They don't give you that like, mm, you know, when you fire a shotgun, it's like, oh shit, you don't really get that. Yeah. But the sound is there. It's, it's pretty good. The story I thought was pretty cool. It is just short though. I, I beat it in like eight hours, which for a game that launched at $70 is like kind of a hard ask um, in a lot of ways. But again, length isn't always everything. It depends, you know, what do you do in that eight hours? And I, I think it's fairly well paced. Uh, it is pretty good. I definitely look forward to a sequel, and they left it on like a, a sort of cliffhanger that was pretty interesting. Um, and yeah, I mean, I think if, if someone had reservations about the game day one, it might be worth going back now, because honestly, like, a lot of the complaints were around buds and performance, and like, a lot of that seems fixed, and it is actually a, a pretty, pretty fun game. Um, I know people are like, kind of upset that it pirates Dead Space in like a lot of ways, but I'm like... That's kind of how they build it. They were like, this is the guy who made Dead Space. It was Glenn Schofield. Like, he made the first Dead Space. Uh, I think it's on sale right now, too. Yeah, that's how um, I bought it. I bought the the on sale for, like, there's, like, only 15 bucks off or something. It was, like, 40 So if it's on sale, it's definitely worth a look at. Um, I could see why people get upset about the whole um, plagiarism thing. Like, I thought they meant they plagiarized the story. It really didn't. I didn't find it to, personally. But, like... The animation in the sense of uh, when you kill an enemy, you have to walk up to them and stomp them to reveal loot. Like, that's the exact same. A lot of the containers are the same. The uh, It does... I forget what they call it. You'll, you, you'll probably know this. Um, it's something they... Well, I guess you probably wouldn't because you're more cinema than obviously gaming. But um, in games, they call it whatever. It's basically objects in the world that are used as indicators for the player, but they are tangible objects in that world. So instead of a health bar in the corner of the screen, there's an indicator on the back of your character that flashes depending on their health. There's a word for it. I saw it on TikTok from a a game dev. And it's the same thing where like when you pull up your map in Dead Space, instead of it going, oh, pause screen, map, your character puts their arm out and a map projects in front of them. And then you look at that. It's real world objects in the game that you know, do things, um, for the player, so there's that in the game, which is pretty cool, like, that's the same thing as Dead Space, um, that was part of why Dead Space was so revolutionary in 2008 or whatever, um, so it it does that really well, it's actually a pretty fun game, like, it, it actually is, it's definitely a little janky in some regards, like, with the melee combat, like, it tries to go for that, again, that very realistic animation, but then sometimes, like, animations it's overlap and stuff. Yeah. yeah, like, there's, like, a, there needs to be a little bit of polish where, like, sometimes... I mean, at the end just... of the day, like, that even exists in, like, Red Dead, even. Yeah. Uh, which is, like, I, I think the fit and finish on that game is pretty good, where... But there's times where, like, you go to just, like, grab something, and there's, like, another animation that has to go through, and you'll just, like, fucking slide around. Yeah. Or, or like, trying to get on your horse and also, like, equip a gun at the same time. It's, like... yeah. <laughs> And you'll, like, yeah. magnet to the horse. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, so it does, like, little weird shit like that, but it's a fairly good game, and, like, I look forward to a sequel and, and some DLC. And before I talk about the last game I played, because that'll probably be a bit more in-depth discussion, but, Chris, there's something you're probably going to want to play soon, and it's not Little Kitty Bid City. Oh, man, then what else? What else could it possibly be? It's a game you've played that got updated recently. Oh, which one, man? God of War Ragnarok. They added New Game Plus. Did they? Yeah. So they added the new game plus and they reworked some of the boss encounters and then added new ones and like some other shit to it. I don't know the full onslaught, but they added some content to it. Interesting. That sounds like you may want to uh, you may want to take a look at it. I'm going to give it some time because I know you were a lot more, uh, I don't want to say satisfied because I was perfectly satisfied with the game, but you were a lot more attached to the game than I ended up being. I was kind of like, yeah, yeah, it was a good game, but you like you really fell for that story and those characters. Yeah, and shit, so. I want to, I, I do want to give it time. Like it's, 
a thing like a a game like that, like if you do a second playthrough of a game, you can't do it like right after you do the first one. Yeah, it only works for certain games. Like I, the one I was going to talk about next, the Resident Evil Four. Resident Evil lends itself well to like an immediate replay, but a lot of those heavy, heavy story games. Yeah, no, you gotta you gotta let it stew. Let yeah. it stew. It's even why we didn't do a spoiler cast right after we beat it. We let it sit. Like uh, it's like uh, like the Souls games. Like you can do <clears throat> New Game Plus to like fucking ad nauseum you can do like up to like new game plus a hundred or something and some of these fucking people they'll just sit and replay the game over and over and over again it gets harder every time yep yep exactly and then some games they just don't lend themselves well to it like like red dead i don't think lends itself well to an immediate playthrough you gotta let that that vibe sit and stew and then you you know you give it like uh, at least a month and then you give it a replay, you know, with a fresh set of eyes, so to speak. So, um, yeah, certain games lend it themselves well. I was thinking of, because there's kind of like a little gap between now and like the Nets major releases. Not really, but kind of. There's the Sherlock Holmes game coming out in a couple of days that I'm plan- I already pre-ordered. Um, which probably a mistake to pre-order because the last one was on Optimize Day 1. But I just really, fingers crossed that it works on the deck. Um, and then there's Dead Island at the end of this month. And then next month or some stuff but like i kind of want to go back to cyberpunk i've been thinking about it it's themed that verified now like i've just been i've been giving it a thought you know think about it. i saw dead island 2 like it's coming out i just like there is that specific genre and feel of a zombie game that is it just doesn't it just doesn't hit the same way it used to you know right Where it's not so much like the game that I'm saying is bad. It's the feel of the game that is like, it just seems like I've been through it too many times now. I can see like, it. There was the original Dead Island. Uh, there was like, Dying Light was like this a lot, where it's like first person, like melee combat, and it just doesn't feel as satisfying as it used to. Yeah. Because you hit the zombie and it goes, boom, and then, uh, and then it, Depending on, you know, some arbitrary uh, calculation the game does, the zombie either goes, or its fucking head blows up. Yeah. And it just doesn't, it doesn't feel as good as it used to, you know? Yeah, definitely. There's some that do it better than others. Um, I, that's a big complaint I've talked about in here about Dying Light 2 was I didn't like that they gave the fucking zombies health bars. Because I walk up with a baseball bat. If I'm in this section of the map, I'm fucking sending zombies three acres with their fucking swing. And the thing mm. with zombie games is you have an out in terms of, like, ramping difficulty to make the zombies uh, die, like, instantly. Like, you can make it so that, okay, you shoot the zombie in the head and it dies. You have an out of, like, oh, well, if we do this... And you alert all the zombies in the area, you make a ton of noise, then you get mobbed by a bunch of them, and that's your incentive to, you know, not, you know, take things a a different way, perhaps. Yeah, it's what Days Gone, Days Gone does, where it's like, single zombies in like a small number, you can headshot each one of them, but then if you're at like the sawmill horde and you fucking shoot one, 600 plus zombies fly out of a building. And yeah, then you have to fucking outrun them and shoot them, and they're just like a, a mass, just so many zombies. Yeah, you can do, you can, you can 
do that to ramp difficulty. You don't have to just make the zombies tanky. Yeah. It doesn't And then work. there's also the generic zombie variety, which I'm fine with, like, the screamers and the fucking spitters and shit like that. Yeah, like, this one alerts the other zombies. This one fucking grabs you. Yeah, this one spits acid at you. Like, yeah. shit like that. Um, You know, I just think that the health bar thing in Dying Light 2 is just so annoying to me. I've been thinking about doing a new game plus on that, too, to, like, see how I really feel about the game. But fuck the health and bars, dude. If you're gonna make a zombie like a bullet sponge, do it like the Left 4 Dead 2 tanks. Where they're big motherfuckers. Where they're like huge and they throw shit and it looks like they would take a lot of damage. Yeah, which Because what they sucks, do. What sucks is like Dying Light already has that and had that previously where there was always a goon is what they call it. It's a big fucking zombie. Usually has fucking rebar with stone on it that it swings at you. But then Dying Light 2 just added, like, your basic bitch fucking woman in a, a fucking tuxedo getting fucking 3 billion HP. So you shoot it in the face with a 12-gauge. There's no 12-gauge in the game, but you fucking blow it up with a Molotov, and it's like, eh. Yeah. That's My health the, isn't depleted. I, I think that's an issue with scaling and difficulty is not that... While your approach has to be different, it's, no, the this is going to take a lot of ammo. Yeah. In the in the sense that like, this is going to deplete your resources, and that's why this enemy or this section is in the game. Right. Which, uh, in regards to difficulty scaling, something I've noticed. I've been trying to go back to play like a dragon Ishin because I like fell off of it pretty hard. Um, and I got to a point where I started to just accept defeat. So I played it on hard and <clears throat> judgment and lost judgment. I had no problems with, but like a dragon, I kept having issues where. I was just getting wrecked by the bosses. And if you die twice in a row, it'll tell you, it'll say, like, do you want to switch this fight to easy uh, difficulty? And I've lost my pride. I'm just like, fuck it, just do it. And I noticed that not only does it, obviously you do more damage and take less, but that's like the obvious, the obvious one. But I did notice that like your attacks are way more likely to stagger enemies, which is like just another good way of scaling it too. You know, like even in zombie games, like this can get a little annoying if not done well, but like, Make your weapon durability, you know, less or more. Make it harder to find weapons, to find stuff to repair them. Less ammo, yeah. like shit like that. You don't have to just be like, and here's the same ammo, but here's 500 more HP. Exactly, yeah. So. It's things like that, like like status effects. And also, like, having it so that uh, your attacks land easier in a lot of cases. Right. That's what some games do. Um, so Faster zombies, too. You can make them quicker. Yeah. Instead of them shambling, maybe they fucking dive at you, like, or they grab you more often. Like, just more shit. I don't know. Yeah, there's a lot of better ways to do it than, oh, well, you have less health and take more damage. Yeah, and if you want to talk about the prime example of that, that is still a good game. Resident Evil 4. I just beat that on the Steam Deck. Very good game. Fantastic remake. Honestly, probably the best remake we've ever seen. You think so? Yeah, like... It does so much to improve on it, and also in the it's a, it's a feat of its own in terms of game design, where they took a lot of the levels and they incentivized you getting creative to the point where there are purposeful skips in place for people who find them or like research them to literally skip segments of the game, and they're not there because bad game design. It's the exact opposite. It's like they were purposefully put there where like. You can get an angle on something to shoot like a weight, 
and that weight will drop and then a gate will open prematurely instead of you having it all the way around and fight this guy and do that. There's a couple that are more so glitches as well that aren't meant to be there, but there are so many skips they added to the game and so much shit they enhanced and so much shit they cut and new stuff they added that it's just like such a fantastic remake and such a fun game, if not frustrating though. Obviously, it doesn't have the tank controls anymore, but um, man, hard mode on that game, because I did end up beating it on hard, is fucking frustrating sometimes. You just like, because it's Resident Evil. It's Resident Evil. We know how that goes. They take a lot yeah, of bullets. Yeah. They take so and, much bullets. And like, that's another game that has a ton of sections in the game that are specifically meant to run you out of resources. <coughs> yeah. So, like, this, you know, you'll have. Uh, a ton of ammo and stuff and be confident and now all of a sudden there's an encounter where okay now you have to use all of your bullets yeah and now you're back to square one pretty much and resident evil 4 is very well paced to do that where there's it does that same thing it's just like tons of ammo no ammo tons of ammo no ammo and it is so well paced and the story's good and it's it's pretty long too for what it is it's 16 hours that's, that's how long it took me to beat hmm. that's like the average time to beat it um it's uh yeah it's a fucking fantastic game and it runs like perfectly on the steam deck which is surprising but in typical typical valve fashion it's not steam Deck verified because it occasionally shows mouse cursors and guess what it never did in the entire time i played it it never showed a mouse cursor meanwhile my coworker who just bought a steam deck plays teardown which is steam Deck verified that he says you have to use the mouse to launch the game so typical what, like Typical Steam Dead Verified moment. How does there... How does... The, there are people reviewing these, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So. Yeah, you said you have to use it to select the first menu option, and then you don't have to use it again. But... That's... Meanwhile, Resident Evil 4, that literally launches with no issue, runs perfectly, pretty much, at locked 30 frames per second. It isn't verified, because it, it says occasional mouse cursor appearance. I never saw it in my 16.4 hour playthrough. Not a single time. Nor did the game ever crash. Right. Nor did it ever freeze. Nor did it ever have an issue with audio. Like, it ran perfectly. And it's optimized pretty well. It's not optimized nearly as well as Resident Evil 8, truthfully. Because I, I fucking... I ran that, the DLC, Shadows of Rose, at, like, almost math settings, 40 frames per second. This was on, like, medium at 30. And it and Shadows of Rose lasted, like, two hours on battery. This was, like, an hour and 40 so it's not nearly as optimized as that, truthfully. It also could just be down to level design and, like, number of enemies and, and shit like that. But, because um, Shadows of Rose was a horror expansion, this is fucking Resident Evil 4. It's the action one of the series besides 5. So it could just be down to that. But, um, yeah, and it's not verified. So it's marked as yeah. playable. Uh, I don't know. I think, uh, speaking on, like, action or, like, uh, horror shooter survival type games, is, like... I don't think... I think the gun takes you out of it, the the horror aspect of it. In most cases, yeah. It can be done in certain ways, but, like, think of Outlast. That is horror. Yeah. Like, Outlast and is it's, horror. You're, yeah, you can't do anything, but that also bothers me. Because, like, mm. instinctively, as a person, what are you doing Yeah. in a situation like that? I want to start punching. That's the problem. Like, Outlast needs, like, a fucking nut shot button where you get yeah, grabbed like and you kick him in the nuts. Button. The Kick fucking him. the the big dude picks you up and you just fucking punch him in the face. Could you imagine how comical that'd be? Billy fucking picks you up. He's like, "I'm gonna rip you in half," and you just poke him in the eyes. 
if you do a fucking Three Stooges bit on him, you fucking him in the and eyes. He goes, oh fuck! No, oh, what the fuck, man? <laughs> and then you just run away. <laughs> it's a tough balance, truthfully. It really is because, yeah, like if Chris picked me up right now, I'm not gonna go. Oh no. Help me. I'm going to punch him in the face as best as I can. Uh, you got to do like the outlast thing. Oh, jeez. This sucks, man. <laughs> Pointing the fucking handy cam in my face, yeah. Or in your face, yeah. This sucks. Hang on. Let me pop out the battery, Sim. Put a new battery in there. Sorry, what were you saying? <laughs> now I got my night vision again. And like, uh, I don't ask for, for contents, by the way. It's one of my favorite horror games ever. It's so good. It's, I, I but think it is comical. It is, um, it gets props because of what it did for the, the genre. It like, kind of revitalized it and for YouTube uh, yeah. play, playthroughs. Um, the, uh, the point I was trying to make, though, is like, if I was in that situation, what am I doing is I'm going to scary abandoned asylum. I'm not going there without a gun. Yeah, that's without it. fucking question. Or the like second something. I see, I see some like crazy guy there. I'm like, okay, that guy went this way. I know kind of the direction he's going. I have two options. Option A, which is the option I'm going to take most of the time. I'm getting the fuck out of there. Option B, I'm gonna like try to like sweep the area just to make sure that like he's not gonna fucking get me from a doorway or something yeah uh and, and but in games where you have that i was like oh this is the scary this is the rise scary okay i have a gun <laughs> like, yeah 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 no that's the thing that like resident evil 8 did where it's like seven was a lot scarier than eight um you still had a gun in seven but it was just like the way it was paced the way you had ammo the characters you fought and it came down to them really being a bullet sponge and it was more like the ambiance that sort of was terrifying, the environment. Eight is like, <clears throat> as soon as you get the shotgun, it's over. I just walk around corridors with the shotgun. Yeah. Like, and, and the ammo and stuff you get is generous enough to where you can like, you can survive most encounters and you can like, even like waste bullets in a lot of cases. Yeah. The thing that like, the one part of Resident Evil 8 that, gets props for being kind of genuine is like the fucking baby scene yeah because you lose your guns which okay that could happen if you fucking got knocked out someone takes your guns right but also it's not like it's just some guy chasing you it's like a demon so like you're not gonna punch that in the face you know like exactly. i would tr i would do what ethan did i would run you know so that's like the one part that's realistic but then as soon as you get your shotgun back it's like oh no big spooky guy check this out <laughs> yeah exactly and you fucking blow a 14 inch hole in their chest <laughs> what the fuck you think i'm gonna do yeah. I'm just I'm and that's my uh, bottom line with like horror movies too. Think about it, the scare in a lot of horror movies, the scary, is like often the cop out they use is a child or an old lady. That's like that's the scary. Mm -hmm. Those are the two least threatening individuals I can think of. Yeah, if a child came at me with a knife, I'm dying light drop kicking it. Like <laughs> yeah. What is this thing fucking... What is this thing? 15 pounds? Fucking... Also, where is the child even generating enough strength to swing a knife in a way that would do any sort of damage? Like, like uh, it's not... It takes a good... I don't know if you know this, Chris. It would take a good amount of force to impale someone with a knife. Yeah, I don't think a three-year-old is going to... Uh... Yeah, it's not... Children are scary. 
old people are not scary. They just push them and they're like, oh, my hip. <laughs> I, I refuse to be scared by a, uh, a person who is one slip in the shower away from perishing, <laughs> being in the newspaper. Yeah, pretty, pretty much, dude. Like, yeah, and, you, and no one in, in those movies, like, no one really ever truly uses their environment. Like, if someone busted through the door right now, like, actual weapons aside, I'd be picking up these lights and just start swinging them. Yeah, no one's using, like, a... A chair or, like... Yeah, no. <laughs> you don't see, like, uh... Oh, shit, fucking, uh... What's a, a movie... Mo- Michael Myers is here, and someone fucking cracks a chair over his back. Yeah. It's like, fuck you, idiot. Or every time they do, they do it, and then they look at him like, huh? Yeah, they sit there go... And then he turns around and stabs them. Oh, like, no, fucking... I'd be stomping on his head. <laughs> he's got a He's got a knife, bro. I hit him with the chair... I cracked the chair across his back. He's going to, like, at least stumble, at the very yeah. least. Yeah. And that's your opportunity to get as far away as possible. Or start beating his ass. And if he falls down, you start stomping on his head. Yeah, you start fucking curb stomping him. Yeah. I don't, like I, don't think, I, I don't think it's... I don't think it's scary. I think it'd be really funny to make a realistic horror movie someday for, like, the channel. Where it's just, like, you and I... And, like, this fucking guy breaks in, and we're just, like, we look at each other, like, is this supposed to be scary? And then, like, he tries to charge us, and we just beat his fucking ass. (laughs) Yeah, it's like like one of those killer, like, slasher-type movies where the killer shows up, and you go, he fucking calls. He starts approaching us with a knife, and we just fucking light him up. <laughs> or it begins, and he calls, and he's like, I'm behind you. And I'm like, no, you're not. I, I looked behind me. 30, you're not fucking there. And he's you're like, not there, bro. He's like, fuck. Ah, <laughs> oh, shit. And then he's like, I'm going to come into the front door. And then I just cock the shotgun. <laughs> and he goes, I'm here. And gets Yo, blasted. Okay, bet. Walk in right now. <laughs> yeah, I just think it'd be really funny. Or like, he just... He just goes to like attack me and I'm like holding his arms and you just walk up behind him and put him in a sleeper hold. You just take him out. <laughs> I put him, yeah, I put him in a grapple. Like I gotta... You're just holding him back. I'm just punching the shit out of him. That's just... why you can't make you can't make your enemies like corporeal because like I'm gonna fucking shoot it. It's yeah. not that it's, it's, like if it's if it's a ghost, that's another story. That's it. Yeah, if it's like a haunting where it's like a spirit whipping you around the room and shit. Like that's if it's a non-corporeal threat, I can't beat the shit out of a ghost. Mm. I can't shoot a ghost, but what I can do is shoot literally any other physical object. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Imagine there's a scene we get in the car, like all right, we're gonna drive out of here, and the guy like walks up to the window with the knife. We're like. What the fuck are you gonna do? What are you? What are you? We're planning in the car. Doing? Doing? You like open the door and push him over with it. Catch <laughs> him with the car door. It's okay. See ya. <laughs> fucking deuces, bro. That guy's uh, like, oh man. That's a uh, a thing that I enjoy about. There's like a particular trope that's rising in like internet horror of uh, people or entities that look like people but are not and they look they could be very convincing people but they are not and that's that's what messes with me because oh it's it's jordan it's just jordan right there but what if jordan was actually evil well have you ever seen the movie uh, us by i think is it jordan peele no no the other guy uh, no, I think it's a, uh, another Jordan Peele. Movie. Oh, that is him. Is he the so. shorter one? Yeah. Yeah, I'm thinking of uh, Keegan-Michael or whatever. He's the tall one. 
The bald one. Yeah, Jordan Peele's movie, Us. That's what's so horrifying about it. Is yeah. The whole plot of that movie is it's this family. And then suddenly doppelgangers of them show up and just like start attacking. And they've got that sort of presence, you know? And you're never 100% sure. Who's who? So like, if it's, you know, spooky killer guy, okay, I'm pretty sure this guy has malicious intent. I'm going to immediately be on guard and attack this person. Yeah. I'm going to be proactive here. Yeah. I'm not going to let this guy approach me and swing his big big knife at me. I'm going to fucking empty a magazine into him. Yeah. If it's like, oh, this is this is my pal Jordan, yeah. and we just have a normal conversation as if nothing is, is, is wrong, my guard is down, I'm at ease, Things and then just all of the a podcast, sudden, yeah. and then all of a sudden he just like punches a hole through my chest. <laughs> yeah. Like, that's the thing about that movie that's so good is, like, a lot of times when it shows them, you don't recognize at first who's evil. The only thing they, they do to show you, which is much more obvious than, like, your example, is <clears throat> the evil ones can't talk. They're I just, see. Their presence is there. So, like, a lot of times they're just doing stuff to blend in, but they're not talking, so you're like, hmm. But, like, yeah, it'd be, it would literally be like, yeah, we're, like, hanging out, and I'm just, like, oddly quiet. You're like, mm. like hmm, what's going on here? And then, like, yeah, it ends up being some sort of sinister presence. That's definitely way more terrifying. Or uh, another, I like when, uh, I've only seen this a couple of times where they build in, like, that aspect of it. Uh, a, a horror series I've talked about before, but I want to give another shout out to is Vita Carnis. It's about, like, you know, these little, like, creatures. And they've just inexplicably shown up. And there's, like, different forms of this creature. But there's one in particular called the Mimic that looks like it's humanoid. And but it's taller and has like long fingers and it's all red, hmm. and uh, but I think I remember talking about they that, yeah. they kind of eventually as they get older start to like more assimilate with people and they feed exclusively on people, and they can start to assimilate where like they'll put on clothes and they'll try to blend in and they could even blend in like kind of normally and convincingly as long as you don't really like really look really at look them. at them yeah like if it was just me to you I'm like oh hey Chris. Like if Wait it was if you walk past them on the street, you'd be like, "That's just a normal guy," yeah. right? But if you like really were like, "Hmm, he's got he's he's looking a little strange," yeah. Um, but they do put that in. It's it, a lot of the the storytelling is done through like documentaries. So, uh, there's uh one that I watched recently. It was like the Mimic Survival Guide, something to that effect. And in it, the documentary portion is like, <laughs> but like, if you have a weapon, you can use it. <laughs> and it's just the, the depiction is a guy shooting the mimic. Because <laughs> that's, again, bottom line. I don't care what it is. The gun. Yeah. <laughs> I see a fucking humanoid figure that I think, oh, this thing might eat me. Gun. Yeah. And they build that into the lore of like, yes, people are going to shoot this thing and that's going to be a counter to what they to, to what I'm presenting right now. So let me build that in. Pretty like, Oh, it's very resilient, but you can shoot and kill it. Pretty much, yeah. Like I mean, yeah, I mean you said it like if, if we went outside, right? We're doing the fireside podcast. And you're like, what the fuck is that thing? And like Slender Man comes walking towards us. I'd be like, hang on a second. 
Check this out. See, Slenderman. Slenderman's an interesting one because he's he's a mix. He's, he's a mix. kind of corporeal, he's but kind of not. Yeah, he's humanoid, but there's something extra there. There's all something. Like because he can teleport, so maybe it's like a Minecraft Enderman, where yeah. any any projectiles can't hit him because he'll teleport out of the way automatically. Bro's got that dog in him. Dude. He's got that dog in him. He's teleporting. Remember when those two uh, teenage girls murdered their friend because they, they thought Slenderman? Yeah. Yeah, because of Slenderman. What was the reasoning again? That the Slenderman told them to? Was yeah, it was like, yeah, Slenderman told me to do this so we could live in the woods in a house with him or something. They wanted to be friends of Slenderman. And then they made like a movie about Slenderman. And the, families, uh, the family of that, that one girl was like, hey, uh... Maybe don't release this. And they were like, okay. And then a couple of years later, they released it anyway. Yeah. Well, I mean, at the end of the day, I feel like it's like... Depends on the messaging. So, like, obviously the problem with those... First of all, the Slenderman movie, I watched it. It, it was R-rated. and it didn't Was have it any, any good? Yeah, it was definitely... It was actually pretty good. I, it was a long time ago. It was like three years ago. So, I don't remember the fucking exact plot. But That'll was, be our next watch after the Mario movie. We'll watch that. Yeah. It was it was definitely a pretty decent horror movie. Um, they didn't show a lot of him. It was very obscured sort of thing, um, more silhouettes and like distant shots and stuff. It was it was good though. I, I did enjoy it. Um, but yeah, I mean you can't. I understand like the the parents' perspective or their family's perspective of like this got our child killed, but like not technically. Someone misinterpreting something and being fucking stupid got your child killed like does that mean we shouldn't show nascar because my cousin you know fucking went in a drag race and died well no it's two totally different things like i understand slenderman influenced it but like that shit happens all the time you know like call of duty doesn't start people wars. be murdering people you know yeah like like there was something else wrong with those those kids to do that you know there's plenty of creepypastas out there. Like, that shit just... You know, it's not one-to-one. -one. You don't just watch or read a creepypasta and then start killing people. Like I don't know. As a as someone who is an who was, uh, at that time, an avid creepypasta enjoyer, you know, I, myself, had several conversations with the Slender Man. Him and I, you know, we were you buddies. go way back, yeah. Yeah, we go way back. Like, we, we would hang out. We would uh, we would eat cheeseburgers. How does he cut his fingernails? I gotta know. Uh, he doesn't. Oh, okay. He just lets them grow. Lets them grow. So he's like that lady with like the thirteen foot yeah. fingernails. Yeah. Yeah, but eventually they like fall off. It's like uh, it's molting. It's like deer antlers. Oh, they yeah. just fall off eventually, mm. and he just grows new ones in. Do you keep them in like a bag at all? Uh, sometimes. Sometimes if, he sends them to me. What if you actually catch him at a bad time though, where his nails just fell off, so they're short? How's he? How's he gonna scratch it? How's he gonna get you? You know. Oh, see, he wouldn't do that to me. But someone else. Because he's got like he's got like other influence. Like he's got like tentacles or something. Oh yeah, yeah, true, true. He's got like them ass tentacles or whatever. So like he just he just uses that for most things actually. So he never sold me. He never was like, Hey, you need to kill your friend. Yeah, no. Actually you guys just talked about like Minecraft and Yeah, you? we were chopping it up. It was a yeah. good time. Yeah. Yeah, he's a riot. Yeah, no, I remember. I remember that's that's actually how we met. Was like I had talked to Slenderman. He was like, "Hey, I met this guy, Chris. Like, he's kind of cool. He's a fellow innovator." <laughs> Bringing it full circle, baby. Yeah, he's a he's a fellow innovator, and uh, you know, we were just kind of like, "All right, yeah." I mean, I'm down to I'm down to to hang with the innovators of today, and uh, yeah. Well, shifting to that topic, uh, really quickly. Innovators or Slenderman? Uh, creepy pasta. Oh, okay. Looking at some of those like old. Older, like really popular creepypastas, 
and like reading them back makes you really uh disappointed at how just how shitty they were like how poorly written they were yeah jeff the killer is still one that i thought was like i was like oh it's kind of cool still but it was like, like the concept of it i was like at the time i was like ooh, that's a little spooky and then i went back and what and like read through it and i'm like man this fucking sucks yeah <laughs> this this is terribly written yeah what i like personally is there's a lot of youtubers like specifically the jeff the killer one i've never read the original there's a youtuber i've watched dark somnium who does like storytelling pretty much and um he did a performance of it so they do like sound effects and different actors and stuff like that his is a little more i don't want to say it sounds rude but i don't want to say like low budget he does his own music but he only he's the only voice actor and occasionally his girlfriend as opposed to some that have like entire teams. Yeah. I like those. Like those still sell it for me. Like even the um the Ben Drowned, like those, like those still sell it when it's performed, but reading it, it's ass. In my yeah, opinion. I uh I recently reread um fucking Squidward Suicide, that one. Oh, I've never seen that one. Is uh, it shit? Oh man, it's so bad. It's like because I, I got a video on my recommended of a guy like re uh he did like a tier list of all the remakes that people did of like the um like the red mist or like squidward suicide like Mm -hmm. episode so to speak uh and then i'm like you know what i don't really remember what happens in the story i remember like the gist but like Mm -hmm. let me let me just give it a give it once over yeah and i'm like man this fucking sucks someone in 2012 was like hey can you give me the brief synopsis of Squidward oh, Suicide? Right. I'll give you the because I, I haven't seen that. I haven't read this one, heard about it, seen it. I'll right. give you the. I'll give you the the details. Give me the fucking okay. story spark. Or so, spark uh, Nickelodeon, mm-hmm. they made uh, SpongeBob. I think I've heard of it before. Right, and the whole lore background here is that they were screening a new episode, and the episodes aren't finalized, so the title card is often just some joke that they put up. Right. So they didn't flinch at the Squidward Suicide t- title card. And basically what happens is uh, uh, Squidward's playing a recital. He's doing a clarinet recital. And everyone in the audience is booing him. And even SpongeBob, his boy, is booing, is booing him. him. Shit. And then they it's all... It's like you booing me. And then all of a sudden, they all have like red... And this was the, the trope of the time. Red hyper-realistic eyes. And uh, and then Squidward goes home, and he like he he cries for like several minutes, and then he kills himself. He he fucking blows his brains out. Is that actually how he does it? Yeah. Yeah. He, it, the the way it's written is uh, that he shoots himself with a shotgun. Yeah, it was kind of ass. Someone someone in like 2012 was like, "Hey, you know, it'd be fun." We wrote a story about a lost episode of SpongeBob where Squidward shoots himself with a shotgun. And I feel like you could do that, right, legitimately, and make it halfway decent, but that ain't it. It's just so absurd and ridiculous. Yeah. That no, just conceptually, I think I don't think it would work. You don't I don't think, think so? it would work. Uh, you could write it in a different fashion, in in a way that like, oh, he fucking he hangs himself. That's believable, but like. Is he gonna get a gun? That's never appeared. Bikini never. Bottom, you know, that's never appeared in in SpongeBob universe. That's not, not believable, canon. and it's and it's absurd. It's it's 
is absurd. And the remakes of this are terrible as well. Yeah. So. Yeah. No, that makes sense. That is a little ass. Um, yeah, I don't know. I'm not... I was never super, um, like, involved in the creepypasta fucking environment until high school. I met someone freshman year <clears throat> who was in it, and I, that's when I started to, like, look into them, and I was like, oh, it's... Okay, it's cool. I, I only really know, like, the two big ones, the Jeff the Killer and, and Ben Drowned, and those were okay. I prefer the performance adaptations, like I said, over the original material. Um, yeah, that's how I, I consumed most of them, was, like, I listened to a lot of them. Yeah. Um, the other thing, too, is, uh, yeah, a lot of them were just cringe, like, that, that squirter one's kind of just cringe. Yeah, they were, a lot of them were just bad, but, you know, when you're, like, 12, you're like, oh, this, shit is, hits this differently. is really spooky. Because yeah. there were, there, you know, I don't want to shit on, the, shit on the whole community, because there were a lot of good ones. Well, didn't Slenderman start out as a creepypasta, I thought? Yeah, but it was more so of, like, a, it was like a proto-creepypasta, kind of. What like, does that mean? It was, like... It was like right before creepy pastas really hit a stride. It was like right before that, mm-hmm. so it kind of counts. But like, uh, the original story was just like a forum post. Oh something. yeah, yeah, that's what it was. That's right. It was a forum post. Yep. Yeah, a lot of those actually derived from like things like that, and then got adapted. And yeah, Slenderman was one of those. They had a, a couple of Slenderman games. The the one I have on Steam, Slenderman: The Arrival. That one was um, actually was, pretty good. There's the original Slenderman, the eight pages, and that was like the cultural, the absolute fucking stranglehold Five Nights at Freddy's had on the internet culture. Uh, that's what Slender was in 2012. Yes. Slender, the eight pages was like every YouTuber you, uh, every YouTuber was playing it, and everyone was talking about everyone it. Everyone was talking about it. I was playing it. I played it. I shit myself, genuinely. It was... But... I thought it was scary because I was a child. Yeah. But... Yeah, it was 2012, right? It was... It's not scary. No. It's the other thing. It's like... Just don't look at him. And when I when I compare it to Five Nights at Freddy's, it's not just the, the stranglehold that had on, like, the internet gaming space. Mm-hmm. It's also the, like... The reactions that, like, these YouTubers would have to have... So, to get clits and shit. Yeah, it would be like an adult man, and he's like, I know where my bread is buttered. I need to have a reaction to this, so I have a video today. And they'll put up, like, the fucking Slender Man shows up, and his face flashes up, and they go, Ooh! Ah! Yeah, pretty it's, much. And it's, <laughs> and it's never scary. Yeah, I will say the Arrival, Slender the Arrival was actually a very good game. You can see, I, I was just pulling of the reviews to see. 6,300 reviews, all very positive. This game was actually, like, legitimately pretty fun, pretty scary, but it also told a story. It wasn't just running from Slenderman. Like, it had a full-on fucking story to it. And, uh, yeah, I mean, that one was good. And it had more than Slenderman. There was other monsters, too. I so, see. He was just, like, the main guy. And I saw um, recently... <laughs> Okay, I saw recently a video on TikTok of a guy playing Slender. Slender, the, the original Unity game, the, the eight pages, yep. the original one, for like a video. And it wasn't like from that time, it was, it was from, from like now. now. <laughs> what the fuck? 
that guy who's doing this gameplay was probably he's probably the same age as us so he was also 12 when the game blew up yeah have you not heard of it were you not expecting it to be the jump scare were you not expecting the jump scare the inf- the infamous jump scare that existed yeah i don't know it's i think i think uh i think we're just getting old now yeah i think so and to kind of circle back to our original context of um horror games like in general like you know what would you do in a a real situation i think a lot more horror games nowadays benefit from more of the the fear of what if and the sound design than they do from the actual scares because there's only so many times that fucking fnaf bear can pop up on the screen yeah the fucking cartoon bear jumps out for the 463rd time yeah. Like, it gets boring. Like, Blair Witch VR is the first horror game I've ever been able to actually play and beat. And part of it's due to the fact that it's not as scary in the sense of, like, there's not a lot of stuff jumping out at you. But what there is that has that game, and it really only works as well in VR. It probably doesn't train. I haven't really played it in depth on a, a PC, but it probably doesn't translate as well as it does in VR because you're there. But one of the best things about that game in VR was... You're walking through the woods with a flashlight, which is already, like, a little spooky. A little bit, right? But to really help you suspend that disbelief of, like, oh, it's just a game, they have, like, shit moving in the trees and rustling in the bushes. And yeah. that's, the, that's the moments in the game that I was actually, like, holy fuck. Like, I'm whipping a flashlight around. Like, holy fuck, what is that? And nothing happens. I nothing mean, really ever jumps out at you, but it's always just there. It's a presence. I think, and I, I think generally, like, horror is moving away from... Because I, I think atmosphere does way more work than jump scares do. 100%. But I think, like, every horror movie that's existed in the, like, come out in the last, honestly, 10 years has just been, like, no no payoff jump scares. Yeah. Uh, you know, someone's walking down a hallway, the music swells, and then fucking, and then, ah, scary face. Yeah. jump scare and it it doesn't create like a great sense of atmosphere and that's what i like about projects like uh the mandela catalog or like uh you know uh skinamarink that came out recently like that's what i like about the movies uh that movie and like that other project is like the atmosphere it creates it creates this like unending sense of dread with like not a ton of payoff to be like, and now, bah, the scary's over. Yeah. And then you know it's not going to be scary for a little while. It just continually has this feeling of like just dread. Yeah. For the whole, uh, for the whole scene or for the whole, you know, movie in some cases. And that is hard to do, but also like, man, the payoff of just that alone, like that small change, is like, fucking awesome. Like again, that's what made the Blair Witch oculus game recommendable for me was just like it wasn't scary in the sense where i was like fuck here we go another jump scare like that was annoying because i get mad at jump scares in vr i really do i'm like you're just you're just taking advantage of the fact that the screen is strapped to my fucking face like that's all you're doing with jump scares as far as i'm concerned but man there was nothing like having the headphones on and i, and I didn't even use the sony's i couldn't imagine if it was with the sony's dude having the fucking headphones on and just like Something so simple. Walking through the woods. You have this fucking dog with you. It's fucking... You're like, hey, hey, boy, how's it going? And he's like there to kind of relieve the tension. And then all of a sudden, he'll, it, little things like his ears will perk up and he'll start looking and growling in a certain direction. You're like, what the fuck is that? 
Like, what the fuck is that? And then, like, nothing happens. Like, the fucking spooky man doesn't come out of the woods, but you just hear shit. It's just, like, that that sort of, like, spook, way better. Sells yeah. it way more to me. Yeah, atmosphere does way more heavy lifting. Yeah. Like, there's a reason that, honestly, playing Outlast today, the jump scares don't scare me, but I still get, like, a little, like, whoo when I get, like, the, the creepy sort of, like, creeping around enemies. Like, where the fuck are they? Like, what's going on? You get the little bit of, like, the, the fear of being there. But the jump stairs themselves, it's just a jump stair. And if I remember right, that game's like pretty lacking with jump scares. Like there, yeah, are, it's not they bad. Are there? But it's not. They don't exist as like this end point to okay, this was the scary for this section. No, that game is a lot more environment. Like oh, you hear creepy fucking cell doors reeking, uh, ricketing in the background and like yeah. shit like that. Or like people stomping above you and then they like disappear and like, shit like that. But there was definitely like a, a handful of jump scares, like the first encounters with that fucking Billy, the big boy. Yeah. Like there's encounters where he like yeah. grabs you and shit. Like there's little things like that. The the first jump scare that they do, where like you open the door and there's like a body there. Yeah. And oh yeah, you you pick up the fucking camera and it's right there. It's like yeah. right in front of your face. Yeah. yeah, yeah. There's like that. There's Billy. There's the fucking scissor hands motherfucker. What's his name? Uh, Doctor Doctor Bitch or something. Yeah, Doctor Bitch Boy McGee over there. As him, like, there's a couple of little jump stairs here and there, but that game is more just like tension. Yeah, that's why. That's why I love Outlast. It's probably my favorite horror game, honestly. So Fair. it's pretty. It's pretty fucking good. Yeah, it does a lot of atmosphere work. I. I think another game that does that is, um, Iron Lung. It's basically you're in a submarine, on a planet that is covered entirely by an ocean of blood it's on steam yeah and you're sealed away you're like you know the the entrance and exit to this submarine is welded shut and your only way of seeing outside the submarine is taking still pictures on a camera huh so and you're just trapped in the submarine the whole time actually looks pretty cool and that creates like really good atmosphere where you're like oh shit something could be out there and either a i can't see it because the camera's not pointing at it or b uh um i don't have time to see it because then it'll fucking destroy my submarine true true yeah no this actually looks pretty cool i may have to uh may have to try it it's playable on steam deck the only issue is Default it, controller configuration and sometimes mouse and keyboard. It's a short game too. It's like a, it's like an hour. Yeah, that's what it says. And it's only six bots. I may have to uh, to look into this because that sounds pretty cool. Sounds. It looks like it was made by like a single guy because it's his name as the, the dev and, and publisher. Uh, if I remember right, like it, fucking uh, shit happens in the submarine as well because you're going way below the depth you're supposed to. Mm-hmm. Um, did you play it or did you watch someone play it? I didn't play it. I just like watched some stuff, but I don't know like the ins and outs of the story. Right. Because uh, I want to play it myself. Um, yeah, I'm going to have to probably pick that up. But yeah, you kind of... Uh, uh, so shit happens in the submarine. You're like welded into the submarine. It's claustrophobic as fuck. And it even said it in the description. Like, yeah, fuck that. Yeah, occasionally like a line will burst or something. So it'll be like... And like alarms will start to go off. Yeah, and it gives you that sort of like, oh fuck, what's going on? Oh fuck, let me let me do something about this. Yeah, 
that's pretty dope. Nah, yeah, I like little things like that. And I think also a lot of horror games work well in short bursts like that, like an hour-long game, not a fucking 16-hour game. Because then yeah. eventually the tropes wear off. Even if you make a great ambiance, if nothing ever happens in a 16-hour game, eventually you're just like, well. And then, you know, they could make something happen, which is like, oh, they subverted my expectation. They made me think it wouldn't happen for five hours, and then something did happen. But, like, I do think a lot of horror stuff just works really well in short bursts like that. Light Slender, the eight pages back then, like, as shit as it is, it was a short game. Yeah, you don't see a 40-hour horror game, you know? Yeah, not unless it's an action horror game like Resident Evil. Like, you get, like, 20 hours out of, like, you don't see, you don't see the Red Dead 2 of horror games, you know? It just doesn't happen because... It would be interesting if someone could pull it off, though. Yeah. Yeah, honestly. Well, there's the new, um, the new Silent Hill reboot remake thing that they're working on that could be like a little bit longer that could be like a 12 hour game i don't know let's see but yeah 40 hours like if you could pull off a triple a length like sort of massive scale horror game that'd be kind of cool because but. most of most horror games and most horror movies are like uh let's put a person in a situation and they have to resolve that situation really quickly and yeah. it's a and and the situation is littered with scary yeah uh so yeah. It would have to be like a continual thing. Like, oh, they exist in this world that has this that happens. Yeah. Yeah, no, that makes sense. I always thought it'd be cool, like, you know, like seven days to die. The whole point of that is you have seven days, then, a, you know, an invasion happens or whatever, like a horde. It'd be cool if there was some sort of horror game where, like, that was kind of the focus was like, oh, every full moon something happens. So you have to, almost like Stardew Valley, right? You have to, like, manage a farm or, like, manage resources for 30 days. And then something scary happens. You have to, like, withstand and survive. Like, I feel like that could be kind of cool. Maybe. But something like that. It'd have to be done by someone who knows what they're fucking doing, not me. But I think something Fair. like that cool like could happen. Like, you could totally adapt something like that. Um, and, it, and if you use procedural generation, like, you could make it different every time to an extent. So... I don't know. I think it could be cool. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, that's all I got, Chris. Yeah. Nice little horror, horror talk. Yeah, yeah, horror game tangent. Just horror in general, honestly. Creepypastas, books, games, movies. We've talked about a lot of horror stuff. Yeah. So, anything else you got? No. You're, you're clocking out? Fucking punching the card? Yep. All right. Well, that's it. So, as always, you can find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Breaker, Radio Public, Spotify, Pocket Cast, and the RSS feed, all linked below. Contact us via email, synapsisfire at pm.me. Send us your comments, your questions, your concerns, and, of course, most importantly, your death threats. You also have YouTube comment section and Instagram and TikTok. And uh, as I mentioned before, they may be revitalized by the time you're hearing this. I don't know yet, but stay Maybe. tuned. Stay tuned. Okay, bye.